You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we have Lauren Greenberg. She is the head writer at The Late Late Show with James Corden. Among other credits are she has written several special segments for the 70 and 73rd annual Tony Awards. She has also done special segments for the Grammys in 2017 and 2018. I'm so, so, so excited to have her here. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Thank you for having me. No problem. How are you? Doing all right. You know, just uh, wrapped a show with Jodie Foster, which was very exciting. I'm home. (laughs) So can you walk me through how you got to where you are in the entertainment industry and how you got on, in my opinion, one of the best late night shows? Uh, um, Okay. So I went to school for writing, but it was more like short stories and, you know, poetry and, you know, flowery, fun, I don't know, non-television stuff. And so I never really thought about working in TV and I sort of just didn't like think I'd ever really be a writer. So I got like a normal job uh, in the Bay Area where I'm from working in human resources. And I'm like, I guess this is what I'll do now. I'll just have this office job get married and that's it I'll never be a writer so I was dating this guy and the relationship ended and then it like I clicked I'm like wait I'm still young like what am I doing so I'm like I'll move down to LA and see what happens so I started taking like a UCLA extension class and like wrote a bunch of scripts and like the feedback I got was really good and I'm like okay I think I might have something here and at the same time Twitter was really getting big uh, it was nothing like it is now. Like it was just people writing jokes. And so I happened to be going through another bad breakup and was writing jokes about it. And it was really dark and I got on dark, but funny. And I got on all these lists of like people to follow funny women. And so I started getting meetings with like managers and agents and I signed with a manager and he, you know, he read all my stuff and he's like, all right. So from there, like I just started submitting to anything that I was hiring and like, you know, Daily Show, Tonight Show. And, you know, most of the time I didn't get very far, but it was like really good practice. And then there was a show on E! that was starting called Love You Mean It with Whitney Cummings. And I did a packet and I, I was such a fan of hers. And through, it was a totally blind submission. Like they didn't look at the writer's names. They just read the packets and she really liked mine. so I got a meeting with her and, you know, kind of got the job on the spot, which is great because once you get your first writing job, it's easier to get others. So that show was canceled after one season. And it was basically like, now what? 
And so I worked a lot of like from there, like my contacts, like kind of hooked me up and I had little jobs, like the MTV movie awards a few times, like pilots for comedy central that didn't go anywhere. Uh, just little things here and there. I did some like MTV web series. And so, you know, I ended up just doing like a pilot for lifetime and it was like a woman's version of the soup where it was just like recapping shows that we like, like 90 day fiance and stuff. And the executive producer of that show was like, I'm leaving, I'm gonna go run late night at CBS because James Corden show is starting up. And I was like, um, I loved Gavin and Stacey. Like I was a fan already. And I was like, are they taking packets? Please let me submit. And so I submitted a packet to Corden and God, it must've been around November, early December. Uh, and then after I submitted, I got a message from him being like, would you like to meet after Christmas and possibly change to the future of late night? And I was like, oh my God, like, it was amazing. So I, you know, had a really good meeting with him and got the job later that day, I think. And that was six years ago. Um, and I've been with him ever since. So cool. So what tips would you give to someone interviewing and sending in packets? Okay, I have a lot of tips. We actually just went through the hiring process. So I have a lot of tips for this. Um, for your packet, I would say any sketch ideas have a beginning, middle and end, a clever title and examples of the what the jokes would be and really know the whoever you're writing for's voice. So, you know, James has a very different voice. He has a different skill set than other hosts. So, you know, you should know, you know, you know their point of view a little bit, but also you don't want to do anything that like other hosts do already. So you kind of have to be familiar with all shows and then really, you know, tailor it to the show you're submitting. Um, I would say a lot of people don't put enough effort into their packets, if I'm being honest. Like, it, it, they'll do like a one-line pitch and it's just like, no. So like, I feel like even if the jokes aren't quite right, showing that you put effort into a packet will get it read more because we'll be like, oh, this person really, they really want to write on the show. Like we want people who are like so excited. They wanted to work in late night their whole life or, you know, they love comedy. They love James. Like those are the people who end up, you know, being the strongest because they're just so passionate. Um, and then as far as monologue jokes, clean setup and punchline. Don't go, don't go five sentences setting up what the premise is and then like try to have a joke after that. It's just, it doesn't work. I mean, those are the big ones I would say. Yeah. So you said you were going through the hiring process. So do you get a big say in who's in the writing room with you? Yes. So we have another head writer, Ian Carmel, and we, we get packets and we, he and I read through everything first. And then whoever we like, whatever packets we like, we'll meet with that writer. If we have a good meeting with that writer, then they'll meet with James and our EPs, Rob and Ben. And depending on how that goes, we'll, you know, move forward or not. So this is going to sound like a really- But it's like my favorite thing to do quite honestly. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I like, we really love promoting from within. We have a, 
let's see, two, we have two writers who were writer's assistants, but you know, there's nothing better than like being able to promote someone or like, you know, help their career who's, who've already been on the show and who love the show. Yeah. So this is going to sound like a really simple question, but I'm wondering, how do you write a show with so many jokes in so little time? Well, we have very talented writers. So every morning we have a meeting around 830 in the morning, which is James and a few of our monologue guys. And we go through the stories of the day. We sort of pick about nine or so stories that we want to write on. And then we put out a Google doc for all the writers. So it has everyone's initials as the story, everyone's initials, a new story, everyone's initials, and everyone writes a few jokes per story. And, you know, you end up with a packet, a massive packet of jokes. So it's a major team effort. The problem is we have too many good jokes and not enough time. Um, so after that 8 a.m. meeting, what's the time frame of your day? Like, when do you film and all that? Okay, well, things are a little different now, uh, but I'll just go through what it is now because that's what it is. So 8.30 a.m. meeting, then we break off, we write jokes until about 10.45 in the morning. And then Ian and I will go through, and James, will go through the packet of jokes and we'll check the ones we like. And then the ones that get the most checks from all of us will be put into a monologue. We have a team that assembles that. At the same time, all of our other writers are pitching new guest ideas, getting whatever sketches we have on the show ready for that day, you know, sketches ready for the next day. So it's all about, you know, production and pitching and, you know, using your time during the day to get future shows ready. And then at about two, uh, 1.30, we have a mono read through. Usually we would, before COVID, we'd all just rehearse on stage. Now it's a group Zoom, James reads the monologue, all the writers are there. We see what works. Uh, we get notes from him, Ben and Rob, our APs. And then we have a rewrite. So we have about, usually about an hour to rewrite it if we need to. And then we, right now we tape at three. So it's it's pretty quick. Like, and there'll be times when like, like up at, around the election, like news is breaking all day long. So we just be like, Hey, everyone, stop what you're doing. We need to joke on this story. We put out a Google Doc, just get a bunch of jokes and go from there. It's pretty fun. It's like really fast paced and exciting. Would an example of that um, breaking news be the um, Four Seasons press conference? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, and then you're like, yeah. what is happening right now? <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you wanna get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary VGW group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So since last March, the crew has been more um, involved in the monologue, and they go cut to them. So that leads me to the question, how much is scripted of that and how much is just in the moment? Oh, anything with the crew is in the moment. It is like it's all organic, which has been really fun. So was it weird switching to that or are you um, used to it by now? We love it. it. Like if anything, it's like it's really like brought everyone in studio together. And it's, you know, it's different with an audience because people are traveling from all over the world and they might, English might not be their first language. So sometimes jokes don't hit because, you know, they don't understand or, you know, they're there to see one direction and they don't give a shit about the new COVID vaccine. So, you know, it's, it's actually been kind of like freeing to be in the studio with just us. Yeah. So in movies and TVs, we always see the battle between networks and battles between shows. At your level, do you see any of that? Not at all. It's, yeah, it's a different era. You know, I think the hosts are all pretty good friends, and I have friends that work on other shows, and everyone's very supportive. So what's the biggest obstacle that you faced getting to where you are? Um, it's a good question. I am... I think I'm a very strong writer. I'm not a strong performer or pit, like, and which includes pitching ideas. Like I'd rather write something and have someone read it. So I think sometimes trying to sell myself in a room during meetings did not go well. So that's been personally my greatest challenge. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you said you took that um, like poem writing course and like the other course do you think that benefited you more or experience in the field benefited you more I think life experience is the best benefit you know I personally love reading and writing of all forms and genres so I think that it always helps to know other things outside of script writing but I think Honestly, you have to live a life in order to be able to write and especially do comedy. And that's this that's actually the hardest part of this COVID time is nothing new to say. I haven't done anything, you know. Um, so other than doing the show every single day, um, what have you been doing during quarantine? Oh, my God. A lot of home workouts. Uh, working on, I did, I mean, I've had a few other side gigs, like I wrote on a commercial for something and, you know, we're trying to pitch a different show, who knows if that'll go, but what else? Honestly, nothing, just going on walks, lots of Zooms. What yeah. have you been doing? Well, for the first few months, it was nothing at all. But then mm -hmm. um, I started getting back into the virtual theater realm because they had figured out the Zoom theater and all that. And then recently I've been doing um, 
rehearsal process for the high school shows because it's high school show season. Yay. Yeah. Um, so that's coming up soon. And what show? Oh, we're doing high school musical. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm Ryan and the rest of our cast is so talented and I'm so excited. Oh my um, God. That's great. And other than that, it's just playing on my computer all day and watching TV, staying up late all the time and virtual yeah. school. Ugh. Are you, are you a TikTok person? I was for a phase in quarantine. I was like scrolling every hour of the day, like in the middle of class, just watching TikToks. But now, but now I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> that's too much work. <laughs> I have like, I actually like, there are so many, I can't sing or act to save my life, but obviously I love theater. Um, there's so many talented kids out there. Like, it's insane. I like, wish we could. Um, and it's weird asking that, what have you been doing during quarantine? Quarantine, because that's been a year now. And that's so weird. I know. Um, so is there yeah. anything you want to add? Um, actually, I have one more thing about the packets. We can go back. Yeah. Don't pitch on any bits that already exist in the show. Like we get a lot of carpool karaoke things and it's like, yeah, we're, we're good on that, you know? So don't like pitch your version of that. Yeah. That goes for all shows. And my favorite, just to put this out there, my favorite segment is celebrity noses. No way. <laughs> I'm always hoping like, oh, maybe they'll get further this time. And then he doesn't say celebrity. I know. Um, we had one that's probably not going to air because Ben Winston hated it, but it was one where James accidentally said celery noses. And then the whole thing is like change to celery noses, the theme song, the graphic, and like the art cards. And James keeps getting frustrated. I love that so much. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Pleasure. Yeah. So much fun to have you. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of Maestro Music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work, or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.